Hello, I'm Pippa Kelly, and today I'm very excited to introduce the first ever bonus episode of Well I Know Now, the podcast in which I talk to people affected by dementia in various ways and discover what their experiences have taught them about the condition, about themselves, about life, about anything and everything. As loyal listeners will know, my third series has just finished. I've been blown away by the astonishing numbers of you tuning in. But when I discovered the charity that we'll hear about today, I couldn't wait to spread the word. You'll see why when we get going, so I promise not to spend too long on my introduction. Suffice to say that my guest has created something very special. As with all the best ideas, it's simple yet effective. And he's come to dementia not as a carer or a medic or a professional from the social care world, but as a successful filmmaker with a wealth of experience. He's a creative with a commercial approach to dementia, but don't switch off at the sound of what he himself calls the C word. Commercialism, as he says, can be good. My guest knows that if people with dementia don't rate, like and use his product, it won't fly. For him, the user experience is king and the users of his product, his customers and consumers, are those living with a condition, as they might put it, nothing about us without us. He is Jorg Roth, founder of My Life Films, a charity that makes professional quality bespoke autobiographical films of people with dementia for no charge to them or their families. The films are skillfully edited divided into short chapters depicting important periods of the individual's life so that he or she doesn't have to concentrate for too long, and set to a soundtrack of their favourite music. The making of the film, the collecting of old photographs, memories and stories of its subject, is as rewarding as the highly watchable result. Since the charity was set up seven years ago, it's produced 300 films that have benefited hundreds of individuals, families and carers. For as well as the longer film, the feature-length event, as it were, My Life Films also produces a short, five-minute narrated version of the person's life for formal carers, so that they can get to know and really understand who it is they're caring for. The finished film is premiered in the presence of its star and their family and friends. The impact on all involved is extraordinary and very moving. Some of you may remember my podcast with Mike Parrish, whose partner of 45 years, Tom Hughes, has dementia. Mike commissioned a My Life film for Tom and says that every time Tom watches it, he's transfixed. The personalised music captures his attention in a way that TV burbling in the background wouldn't, says Mike, and it's a treasure forever. A My Life film brings families together, gives friends an understanding of dementia they might never have had and is now impressing the medical profession. A recent study at St George's NHS Mental Health Trust in London concluded that My Life Films can lessen the behavioural and psychological symptoms of those with dementia and improve their quality of life, as well as enhancing relationships between carers and those they care for, and reducing medication. Another evaluation by Hampshire County Council revealed the same beneficial consequences, so what's not to like? More recently, during lockdown, Jorg and his team have set up My Life TV, aka Netflix, for people with dementia, with on-demand programmes as varied as specially designed quizzes, sing-alongs, chair, yoga, 
nature programs, archive news and shows. Individuals and care homes can sign up for monthly subscriptions and the modest fees help finance the My Life films. So, Jorg Roth, a very warm welcome to this first ever bonus episode of Well, I Know Now. Thanks very much, Pippa. I think no one has ever summarized our charity that nicely before, so ah. <laughs> I was very well pleased to hear all that. You know, I was really excited when I came across what you do. So tell us, Jorg, how and why you decided to set up My Life Films for people with dementia, given that you had no background in dementia at all. Uh, I think it was initially your wife's idea, wasn't it? Yes, correct. And we are filmmakers. We're generally curious. We hear things. And I think it was in Austria when we heard on the radio that people with dementia cannot watch television anymore. It's sort of too complex and too complicated. And and I thought, oh, God, you know, is that a bad thing? Because TV is not that great normally. Well, you know, do we have to watch it? And then we realized that TV can be such a good friend when you have loads of time at your hands and it can entertain you. But, mm. So my wife then said, like, why don't we entertain people with their own lives? Mm. Because that's what they will remember. That's a storyline they can follow. That's a plot they know. Mm. And um, from that moment, we, we thought, let's try this out. Let's make a film for somebody with dementia and just experiment. And mm -hmm. because we are journalists, we are curious filmmakers. Mm. That's what we did. And you came across Pam Schweizer, didn't you, of Reminiscence Therapy fame, who is really very well experienced fantastic woman and I, I tried to work out where to start and uh, a friend of mine who's a professor at the Humboldt University in Berlin hmm. um, she told me contact Pam Schweitzer she is like one of the most experienced people with um, uh, in reminiscence therapy so I went down to see her and she was so hmm. generous to let me into one of her workshops it's a 10-week workshop where people come together and celebrate weddings having a film night and, and just generally talk about good old times and um, trying to stimulate people's memories and and it was absolutely wonderful. But these workshops are there for 10 weeks. But what happens in week 11? Mm. People fall off a cliff in a way. You know, like they, they, they just basically feel that they had something which was great for 10 weeks. But yeah, what, what's happening then? So mm. We, mm. We, we took the best of reminiscence therapy in a way and the best of music therapy. So we didn't reinvent the wheel. We just yes. basically did the same process at home with the family put this in a digital file into a film mm -hmm. which can be used again and again and again and I think that's mm. the beauty of our product yes. is that it can be used again and again and again. Mm. And the great thing is of course sad as it is that often the person with dementia won't remember it so they might watch something several times and it's always new to them. Yes I mean that, that's one of the I mean sometimes it sounds a bit funny to say this but a lot of our customers a lot of our stars they have a premiere every day. Yes. Because they forget they have yes. that film. Yes. And um, it is wonderful for them to, to kind of watch their own life story again. Yes. And um, they're so pleased because who wouldn't be pleased to get a wonderful 30-minute film about your life, about all the happy memories? It's not an objective film. We make it purely subjective. We have people who didn't want their first husband in there or their first wife. Yes. We said, fair enough. We will make that life story in a way how you would like to be remembered and how you would like to remember it. Yeah, it has great value for the individual because... Um, we spent that time with that person and really trying to work out what was important for them. We're mm. not making the films very text heavy. So, so out of a 30 minute film, only a third would be interview and two thirds is just music and images. And, and, and yes. each image is quite slow, seven to eight seconds. So people yes. can really concentrate on it and they're not feeling stressed, they're not feeling rushed. Yes. And we found that that seven to eight seconds per image works really well and keeps people calm and 
connected. Yes, it's a great shame, of course, that because we're on the sort of radio format and audio format, as it were, people can't see your films. I mean, I've watched the first film you ever did was of Paddy. Can you help me with the pronunciation? It's an Irish um, film. Paddy Keogh. Keogh and his family. Now, he was an, an Irish builder, wasn't he? Who came across the water to find work here. And when I watched the film, yes, I hadn't realised that was the ratio of words to music and images. But yes, it is lovely and slow. There's something very haunting about it, actually. And although we can't see it, I thought a nice way into it would be just to play a bit of Paddy's film, actually, which we'll do now, York. And um, this is when Paddy's wife, Kathleen is talking about when she and Paddy... Uh, they, this is some way into the film because it talks about his childhood and all this sort of thing. But this is when Kathleen and Paddy fall in love in 1956. And it is wonderful the way that you play the images and even sometimes, as we'll hear, the words of the people speaking, the family, to favourite soundtracks of the star of the film... And this is Petula Clark singing downtown. It's very evocative of the time, as are the photos, actually. Let's listen to what Kathleen has to say about how the two of them fell in love. It's sweet. I was with a friend this Sunday morning, walking up from church. And we were standing on the corner of Herbert Road having a chat before we went our separate ways. And Paddy came along, going home, going back to his where he lived. And I can remember to this day saying to Eileen, I'm going to leave you now because I want to walk along with this chap or lad or whatever. And I caught him up and the rest was history, as they say. <laughs> We went to a dance in Welling that night where we asked one another where we going to this particular dance and yes we were and um, I suppose we had every dance after we got there. I don't believe in number four senior time. I don't know, that was, <laughs> that's a long story, I suppose, it might take two more months to me. <laughs> I don't know, I, I would, uh, and Kathleen, we were home well together, we were still together after all these years. We can hear Paddy there with quite a thick Irish accent. Did you, did you find that difficult? Because you're, I believe you're German, is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it was, it was so difficult. He, he's actually from Limerick, from the Limerick area, and, um, it was so hard to understand him as a German. <laughs> and um, weirdly enough, we messed up the first interview. We thought we recorded. We didn't. Can you believe it? I like mean, it was just such fear. a disaster. It's always my fear yeah. when I do my podcast, yes. Uh, and, and, and in a way, that was really good because we had to go back and do the interview again. And by that time, he felt so much more comfortable with us. And oh. I, I probably got used to the accent more. And we had, a, I think, an even better interview second time around. Yes, OK. Being a filmmaker, you thought it was all going to be in the end result and how wonderful the film was. And actually, I think somebody said to you, no, it's, it's the making of the film. That'll be Absolutely. really the special bit. Absolutely. It's that journey. It's, it's a young person, a young filmmaker. They don't have to be young, but they're generally young because they come out of uni and we train them up. 
it's that person showing an interest in your life. And so often it helps that that person is completely neutral. There's not somebody from the family and people mm-hmm. are just happy to share their memories and experiences. And the journey, the, the making of the film, I didn't have that on my radar at all when I started. Mm. It's so beneficial. Mm. It's really a lot of excitement. Peggy was, whenever I saw him, he would you know, come up to me and he was really confused. He would always ask me, have you just come off the boat from Ireland? Mm. Because he thought I'm somehow familiar. But then when he realized I'm the filmmaker, he said, oh, I need to speak to my agent first. Yeah, and there was always <laughs> that a bit of joking going on and he really yeah. enjoyed that. Yes, yes. And also... It brings families together, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, Paddy's family was very close anyway. anyway. But mm. yeah, um, I remember like we were crying so much when we had the premiere and we watched the film together. And, mm. I, I, you know, that, that family was very close. Mm. But I had other families where I noticed that some family members were still trying to refuse to accept that their loved one had dementia. Ah. And um, by coming together and making this film and everybody contributing, and we were doing something really positive, we were celebrating that person's life rather than mourning the loss of it, they actually came along and started to accept Mm. that their father or grandfather had dementia. Mm. And I found that really powerful, that dementia, let's let's be honest, it's a terrible disease to have. Mm, Absolutely. it's not the end of the life when you get mm, diagnosed. Mm, mm, absolutely. And, and, and by us celebrating the person and doing something positive, it helps people to, to accept it mm. and to kind of connect with that person and how that person used to be with the beauty and that strength of that character. And rather than sort of being afraid of what is going to come. Yes. And we found, we found a lot as well that the person with dementia absolutely loves the fact that they will be remembered like this. Yes. Like we, we made that film. So it's not the last image quite often is an old person sitting in the corner mm. might not be able to hold their food or their drink, mm. talking gibberish. Mm. And, and and now it's um, something completely different. You know, we have mm. we have this beautiful picture of that person mm. and, and, and they will be remembered like that. No, absolutely. You can see that, can't you? When Paddy's grown up girls, Maureen and uh, Teresa are watching, you can really see that in their faces. And and also his wife, Kathleen. And in fact, there was another little clip in a film you made of the making of Paddy's film. And Kathleen is talking about the way that she's sure that Paddy, through the making of the film, has become more alert. When we're talking, and we have talked a lot about this film and what's what it's involved in, involved in us. And he is very aware of it and, and he does, he knows what's going on. Do you think he enjoyed it? I do think he enjoyed it, yes. As a next step, we interview Paddy, Kathleen and their daughters, Teresa and Maureen. In the interview with Paddy, he starts talking about his family, something he hasn't done for a long time. Can you look at this picture? Um, That's a strange picture, that's a lovely picture. That's uh, that's, that's an old picture. That's my father, the last thing I said in my CIK. Would you get Mm. This is my father, just don't I? Looks like it, yeah. That's my father. What did he do? Oh, he's dead. He's dead and buried now. He's, he's... Now, you were kind enough to send me, you know, some of the things that you, well, in some cases we say wish you'd know now, but anyway, what you know now that you didn't when you, you started this whole process of making the My Life films. And one of your sort of, I can't think of a better word than learnings, I know people don't really like that word, but was the importance of memories and how much love and happiness we unlock when we access them which of course is what your my life films are helping people to do yes and i i think memories 
happy memories are wonderful. They're probably the best medicine you can have mm. because who mm. doesn't want to sort of dream, some almost dream off and remember teenage days or the days when we were free and were traveling the world and maybe having, you know, great laughs and we weren't worried so much. And, and I found that engaging with even my parents and asking them for their own memories, my parents do not have dementia. God, you know, when you start getting just an old album out and asking them, all of a sudden, two or three hours ago, we really encourage families and as well grandchildren to engage with their grandparents and their parents by just taking that album out, looking at old pictures and asking questions. Mm. And all of a sudden, that awkward Sunday afternoon tea with yes. the in- in-laws or the family becomes really, really interesting yes. and exciting. And, and, and it can always, I see it with my dad when I ask him about his old days in the Black Forest. So he, mm. he speaks for hours if, if you let him, yes. <laughs> because he loves it so much. Yes. Um, and it is such a happy memory for him. And, and, and that's, that's sort of the beauty of our films, that it's in a digital file and you can use it again and again and again. Mm. And it brings back these happy memories all the time. Absolutely. No, and it's beautifully done. Um, it was exactly the same with my dad. I mean, I think you're, the, you're so right about uh, older people. You know, I'm now in my 60s and I know that there's something very special. I mean, I've kind of reconnected with my old school friends a bit more now. And there is something very comforting and familiar and safe about going back on that very old ground I think and like you I'm I love intergenerational things and so the way that this is bringing together different generations of a family again we see that in Paddy's film actually I thought it'd be useful just sort of concentrate on one film because it really explains what happens because you do see that his family he now has great grandchildren doesn't he Um, correct and they're all involved in the film or you see photographs of them or you see them watching and it brings together the different generations which sometimes doesn't happen except maybe at a wedding or some big event and the film is on a digital format and it's on a very often on a tablet tablets are cool kids like tablets let's get the tablet out let's sit there with the granddad and see granddad um, you know playing football and, and i noticed when i once made a film for my mom for her 80th birthday mm. um my daughter my youngest daughter for the first time saw my mom in the 50s like really glamorous yes. cigar and a you know, glass of champagne in her hand and and she took a picture off the screen straight away put it on instagram and says how cool is my gran yes and um and that's sort of the level uh, yes. which which you can then interact with the person with dementia. Absolutely. Um, and, and which will is far more inclusive. And yes. it, it, it really sort of fights isolation, yes, which is it's, it's great. No, it is great. It's making those connections, isn't it? And realising that somebody who's older was young once. Yeah. And understanding their life and that all our lives are the same, really, in that sort of sense. Because people become, yeah. you know, people look at, uh, I think children or even younger people look at older people as if they're somehow different, which, of course, they are in some ways, but in other ways they're exactly the same. And one thing that really, you know, I like so many aspects, this is why it kind of jumped out at me, what you do, because often just older people, certainly people with dementia, older people become invisible. And then what you're doing you use this language of the person with dementia about whom the film is all about. They're the stars and they have a premiere. And instead of being in the shadows and there's this still this lingering stigma and myths and there's a fear around it, the people with dementia come centre stage. Um, And there's something very lovely about that and an extremely, dare I say it, unusual. I really like the way for you as filmmakers, that person is getting 
all the attention because so often, I mean so often in so many different ways, they're neglected, they're cast aside, it's them over there and us over here, but they're at the heart of it. They're not just included, they're at the heart of it all. Did you kind of see that coming or? I always feel that the success of our product, of this charity, of these three films, has a lot to do with the naivety and innocence we went into when yeah. we started the project. Okay. As in, we, we didn't overthink it. We didn't think, oh, what outcome could there be? We were literally just there to celebrate that person, entertain that person. And all of a sudden we realized there are these amazing side effects. There is that sort of the journey, the making of the film, which is great. There is putting this person in center stage Yes. That red carpet event. Uh, my favorite premiere was in a Churchill with 80 people. Yes. And it almost mm -hmm. felt like the wake before you die. And you are there when everybody says all the nice things yes. about you. And, and, and in that particular case, the lady was sort of quite far advanced with dementia and was about to go into a care home. The community came together and actually set up a rota to take her for coffees to go shopping to go walking and her daughter told us at one stage that she probably was able to stay at home for three or four months longer it's amazing because everyone rallied around her and everybody thought it was fantastic a what a wonderful life she had and then secondly they were so touched by the celebration of her and and that she they didn't want her to be hidden they didn't yeah. want her to be sort of stowed away and kind of into a care home they wanted her to still enjoy life as much as they can I think I was in a dementia congress where I once heard this person with dementia saying, we have the right to live hopefully. And I think that yeah. is something which I underwrite so much. And I think, why should we treat somebody with dementia differently? Because they now live with dementia. Yes. That's why I keep saying as well, the user experience is so important. If our films are yeah. not being watched, yeah. they could be as useful as they like, yeah. you know, as possible, but they have no use because nobody wants to touch them and watch them. Yeah, I was just about to say exactly the same thing, actually, because you came at this from such a different angle from normal, in a way, in a sort of counterintuitive way, that's why they've worked so well, because you thought, as I said in the introduction, which I thought was a really interesting point you made to me beforehand, was that, you know, so often we think about the end result and things, whether they be in the social care sector or the healthcare sector, are sort of process driven. And you kind of forget that actually, at the heart of it all, the reason for it all, is that person, whether it be a patient in hospital or whether it be a person with dementia. And if it's not suitable for them, why are we banging on about the product or, you know, or the system yeah, if it's yeah. not working? So, yeah, I loved that. So you, you didn't really see any of this unfolding in the way that it has then. You were looking to make this, well, you wanted well, to make life better for people with dementia, but you were looking at it from them being the consumer. Yes, yes. Make it sticky. That's what you call it in the world of startups. In the world of startups, you call it the daily average use, the monthly average use. Mm -hmm. And one part of our early impact assessments was how often do people use it? And yes. um, we were surprised how often people used it yes. because it was a wonderful joint experience as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. It was not just about you know, putting grandma in front of the telly and just keeping yeah, her busy absolutely. for 30 minutes. Absolutely. It was, there's something in it as well for the primary carer, for the care staff. It's engaging. If you need to read like an A4 about somebody's life, it's never as engaging no. as when you see a three or four minute film about that person. Absolutely not. No, when I'm researching things, I very rarely look, I certainly don't look at sort of reports and forms, which are incredibly dry. If the writing's good, it will bring it to life. But the best thing is a film. I, I always look yeah. for a YouTube film of, you know, I, I saw the YouTube films that you've done and that's what got me excited. It's always, yes, it's much more powerful, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Lawrence, the gentleman who did the feasibility study yes. for the NHS. Yes, that's Dr. Robert Lawrence, head of clinical research unit at the St. George's NHS Trust. He said, you know, I can quote him like this. He said, like, he wishes that everyone would have a short film, like not the long film, but the short film attached to their patient file in the NHS. Mm. So that when you travel through the different stages of care and, you know, social care and, 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 and obviously nursing care, anyone who gets in touch with you has the chance to watch that three or four minute film to know who you are rather than just having a name and a birth date and then just think about the needs but I think, you know, making people more visible and more understandable for you, that you, you know, if I had come to care for you tomorrow, Pippa, I wouldn't know that much about you. The same with me. And it would Absolutely. probably go like, oh, nice weather today, Pippa. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once we watch this three or four minute film about each other, we can actually have a meaningful conversation straight away. And I would feel comfortable because I know, oh, this woman, I might not recognize her, but she knows me. She Absolutely. knows about me. Absolutely, no. Um, well, now's a good point then, which I also wanted to do, just to play a little a little excerpt from the short film, which does have quite a different feel about it, actually. So we're going to hear a little clip. It's just a narrated film, so it's much more sort of straightforward. And then um, after the, uh, the little clip, we'll hear Pam. I know Pam as well. I've been to one of her workshops with the Reminiscence groups, and it is fabulous. You can find it in one of my blogs. It was way back in April 2018, and it was called The Little China Clogs. But it's Pam at the end afterwards just saying how much, in fact, much to her surprise, she rather likes the short film. And uh, I think she makes the point it's because perhaps she doesn't know the person, but it only takes you, as you've just been saying, Jörg, a few minutes, and you feel you do know the person, so let's have a listen. In 2010, Paddy became a great-grandfather when his oldest grandson, Christian, and his wife had little Noah. I thought it was great. I thought it was really interesting. I thought I particularly liked the short film, actually, surprisingly, because uh, perhaps it was meant for people who were not immediately connected with the family, people who needed to get to know Paddy in a hurry. And I really liked that summary and the information being given verbally. Yeah, so that that shows you, doesn't it, what the it's a flavour of what the short film does. And so when you know formal carers, uh, of course, are very very busy and haven't got time to sit down for because your normal films are about half an hour, the the big yes, sort of feature yes. feature films, and these are five minutes. These carers ones and really in a very nice way, still very very good to look at with lots of photographs. But it does give an account, doesn't it, of the person's life much more chronologically and just sort of straightforward. Um, yes, yes, and we we always focus. I always say, if you when you watch a film like this, if you can remember three or four personal things about that person, which mm. you can then use for a conversation, that's mm. perfect. You don't have mm. to remember dates or birthplaces. Yes, it's more like you used to have that beautiful labradoodle and you loved that dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so mention dogs. Yes. And then that, that really helps you to connect with that person quite quickly. Absolutely. It's brilliant because it's just such a quick way to do it. Who gave you that idea? It's a really inspired idea again. You know what? I I can't remember, to be honest. I think in the beginning we always thought what could be useful. And the initial sort of process was that we when we learned what people with dementia have as a sort of information which you know people have access to it was always mm. at a4 mm. and that's when sort of i think at the time i was involved with a, another startup which was all into e-learning and videos mm. and e-learning and i thought well you know it, yes every study says 
written word is not as good and as engaging as video. So let's mm. maybe do a short film. Mm. But I'm, I'm afraid I cannot give you a really good answer. To this I suppose right you're now. filmmakers, aren't you? So that's how you think, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think it uh, probably, most likely. I'm sure somebody must have said along the way, oh, the long film is not suitable for yeah. carers. Yeah, so because, uh, for professional carers, mm. because nobody has half an hour of time. And I mm. thought, yeah, okay, let's do a news feature, like a really condensed mm. um, short film about that person's life. Mm, mm, mm. No, that was that. I thought that was very, very clever. Um, and as you say, you've only got to sort of pick out one or two moments of it. And in the way that it does strike you when you hear somebody's life like that, because of course it is a story, and it'll often be the little quirky bits that do stand out. Or yeah, in the case of our sort of dog lovers, it might be the dog, or or maybe hobbies you had and your career. But you were worried, weren't you, that maybe somebody's life, I mean, Paddy was a builder, in fact, he worked on all sorts of things, didn't he? The um, DLR and the Belvedere power station, you know, and there's some great sort of photographs of those as well. And those those old sort of classic, a lot of it's black and white, isn't it? And you, it gives you a tremendous sense of the time. But of course, you realise that everybody's life is a story. And, and everybody's life is very valuable, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a, as a TV producer, we were all thinking like, oh, let's find the most amazing person, the most amazing storyline. And I have to tell you, I found people in the past, I've done a film which ended up being 90 minutes because that man's life story was so mind-blowingly mm. multi-layered. Mm. And um, I have to admit, yeah, at first I thought, oh, God, this is a builder from Woolwich, you know, what could mm. be his life mm. story? And I was absolutely amazed how beautiful his life was and what a devoted father he was, what a strong uh, hurling player and, you know, yes. his, his love for Ireland. And, and it, there were so so many amazing things, very mundane, small things about Paddy, which I loved. And, and I realized it doesn't matter what sort of life you've had in a way, because it's worth telling. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't have to have been a pilot or this and that. Paddy's life was amazing. And, yeah. and you know, I had so much respect for him after I've made this film, yes. what he has achieved and um, how wonderful his kids and his grandchildren and great-grandchildren came you know, about. And that everybody's life story is worth telling. And the only issue we sometimes have is we need images to tell that story. And right. that's sometimes very cruel if somebody doesn't have many pictures. Mm. Um, because then, well, you know, we're doing audio right now. It wouldn't matter too much, right, for us. But when you do videos, obviously you need the images. Yeah, it's very picture-driven, isn't it? And, yeah, and interesting, yeah, yeah. I hadn't realised, you know, quite how picture-heavy they are, which, of course, is lovely for people to watch and for the person yeah. himself with dementia to watch. Yeah, but, we, we, you know, we, we make films, shorter films as well. If somebody hasn't got that many pictures, we make it a 12-minute film or 18-minute films. It doesn't have to be 30. It, it, yes. It's all about what there is and we'll make the best out of it. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm so pleased that you're getting some sort of medical recognition that you know evaluation studies have been done I mean the one that was at St George's was actually quite a long bit of work wasn't it I did look at it all and it involved several doctors some of whom are actually on there's a there's a short film about the uh, study there was the uh, psychiatric registrar at St George's Hospital Trust who was saying that you know one lady had been able to stop taking her medication altogether which was extraordinary. Yes, I I probably as a journalist didn't realize or like as a, as a filmmaker how important it is to get independent 
assessments mm. of what we're doing. I always mm. knew it's great. Just come to a premiere and you will know, yeah, it's great. Mm. You'll see people, everyone is happy, the room is full of love. But obviously, <laughs> to go to funders and foundations yeah. to give us money, you need to give them some evidence. Yeah, absolutely. That, that what you're doing is not just nice to have, but actually helps. And and in a way, I was a bit, I was a bit worried because when you go into a study like this, the outcome could as well be negative in the end. Yeah, so you're sort of mm. like opening up and say, well, you independently look at what we're doing, mm. and you have to be prepared as well that they say, yeah, it's nice to have, but it's not really working. Mm. It was the complete opposite here. It was obviously a small study with only eleven people, but mm. the impact it had on the care workers and as well the people with dementia was quite amazing. And I think, mm. yes, some people used less medication, other people started eating again. Yeah. But the most important thing, I think, in my own words, is that the films work as a distraction technique. So when somebody is in an unhappy space or mm. feels lost mm. and doesn't quite know where they are, mm. the care workers take the tablet and mm. just show them their favorite chapter. Yes. And all of a sudden, well, there's my mom, there's my dad, and I feel at home again. I yeah, know where I am. Absolutely. I mean, I thought that was just totally brilliant, taking a different form of tablet. Yeah, it was yes. just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, because I thought you were thinking taking a tablet. That was just brilliant. And so many different sort of benefits to it. You know, what you just said actually earlier, that somebody was able to stay at home for four months longer because people rallied round. You know, this sort of kind of, just by giving somebody their identity in a sense and people watching it, that the community and the family starts to rally round as so somebody can stay at home for longer. I mean, it's, it's not a silver bullet. That's no, sure, it but it helps. to measure. Yeah. But no, I believe when you use the films in the, in, the, in the correct way, when you're, you know, willing to engage with them, and you are because it is a sticky product, people like to watch them. Mm. I think you can get an awful lot of um, mileage out of them, you know, mm. for the benefit of the person with dementia and everyone who looks after them absolutely you know from the formal professional carers to the family and possibly a family carer the tentacles go out don't they which is great and then let's talk about my life tv which is quite different in one sense because this is not revolving around you know one individual but explain to us all and, and again sort of why you thought about doing it in lockdown last year how, how did that all come about this my life tv well, my life films, making the biographical films, we have to go into, into families' homes. Mm. And when COVID happened, obviously, we had to stop. Yeah. We, we couldn't send young filmmakers or any filmmaker into a care environment. And uh, we had this kind of harsh moment where we looked at ourselves and said, look, do we mothball everything and mm. follow people and not come back until the pandemic is over? But then Charlotte, who's our manager of our services, she had this amazing idea why don't we do netflix for people living with dementia such a um, great sort of um strap line isn't it it's clever description. yeah yeah exactly and i said oh really it's probably going to be too expensive to build a platform and then we realized there are off-the-shelf solutions where you can literally do a plug-and-play solution and um instead of having your personal life on there we have content on there which you can engage with because you love those topics. You know, we have gardening, we have nature, we have slow TV, sport, we have comedy, we have interactive stuff like chair yoga, sing-alongs, we have uh, quizzes. So, so we basically collated loads of content which is suitable for the cognitive needs of people with dementia. And again, because it's digital, there's a lot of content on there which might not be suitable for you personally, but you can discard that and you can do your list of items you really like and it's there all the time it's you don't have to search on youtube you don't have to 
go from you know channel to channel and it's it's just really fantastic slow plotless content which will engage you and which will help you to fight isolation if you like in your room Yes. A lot of people are locked in the room. I have been locked in the room for yes. so long. No, I mean, it's tremendous variety. I know one lady when I was sort of researching you said that, because uh, there's something about the royals, isn't there, back through history, and she'd watched the coronation, I think, sort of twice, yeah, she, back to yes. back, because, of course, yes. she'd forgotten she'd watched it and she absolutely loved it. Other people might be Republicans. They might not want to see the royals. you know. <laughs> but it's um, people have been very generous, haven't they, with some of this historic yes. archive footage. I know you were excited when we last spoke because the All England Tennis Club had just given you the 1980 Bjorn Borg, John McEnroe final. I, I'm so old and ancient. I remember watching <laughs> that, that five-setter. Yeah, yeah, they say it was one of the best matches in it the world. It was, actually. It was completely, you know, it was just incredible. It would, you know, later on, everybody who's listening, remember that. I'd love to watch that again when I'm, you know, in a care home or something. Yeah. The support which we've received for this platform has been amazing because a lot of organizations like Kew Gardens, the Royal Parks, the RSPCB, they all have outreach programs for people with dementia, which mm. obviously in the last 18 months didn't mm. really happen. And so everyone has been able, has been willing to give us content, which we can use. And we've promised all the suppliers, obviously, that eventually we are happy to pay some fees as well for the content. But people in general think it's such a good idea. Mm. We will support this. Brilliant. Let's see how it works. And that was another thing. I think what, what is great about our charity and, and the team which we have is, is that we, we are fast. So we, we didn't mm. overthink it because mm. you could spend 12 months trying to work out what is the best content, how should it be organized, which, and we said, no, let's just do it. Mm. And then we put it out. We did a sort of trial period and the feedback was just absolutely amazing mm. from care home workers and as well from people living with dementia. And there was one lady who was laughing like, you know, I wish I could laugh like that, that Barbara, every day for five minutes. Wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And and she was just enjoying laughter tricks because one of the shows on there is That's just people brilliant. laughing. I know. I and, know. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. In fact, I listened a bit and I was. I mean, it's so contagious. Yes. And 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 then then we basically just set up the platform, and um, we're looking at the content. If we realise some content is not being watched at all, well, yeah. we'll take it off again. You, and if yeah. we see things are really successful, like our Puppy Secrets, yes. the first six months in the lives of puppets. Uh, puppies, puppies, yeah. Yeah, puppies. Um, I, I'd love to watch that. Yeah, me too. I saw that and I couldn't <laughs> couldn't tear myself away from it. As for my daughter, you know, she's completely obsessed. Yeah, and then, and so so again, what you just say there, you know, like your daughter, you, I, we like watching this. Again, it can be a joint experience. Exactly. So it is not just boring TV for mm. grandma, which has dementia, but no, you can do it together. Mm. And, mm. and and grandma or, you know, whoever the person with dementia doesn't feel lost because there's no plot lines. So you do not have to remember what is character A doing, what's character B doing. Absolutely. It's lovely puppies growing older. It's the royals in the last century it's slow tv we have beautiful absolutely most beautiful content from the royal parks yes i saw some of that um, with the deer and things yes and then and, and, and it's, it's it can be very calming very calming and, we have a and the gardening content. i think gardening is tremendously calming yes and, and then there's as well content and that's what we're trying to organize it now as well it's like Content which might be more suitable in the mornings and other things oh, okay. in the evenings to okay. calm down calm down yeah um, ready for going uh, to sleep 
and whenever you talk to a person with, telev uh, with television experience, TV quite often is a leaned back experience. You lean back mm. to enjoy things. Okay, but we're trying right. to make it more lean forward as well mm. with the chair yoga, with the sing-alongs. Well, I was thinking, and, so So the things that you've got people like Kew Gardens and the Royal Parks and the All England Tennis Club, you've got their footage. That's one thing. And you're using platforms such as Vimeo, aren't you, when you said it was kind of like plug and play and get it off the shelf. That's how you've been able to do it more cheaply yes. um, and we'll come into your your sort of subscription model a little bit but the other ones like mr meredith's sing-along now you don't know this york but i've been banging on for years now to anybody who'd listened to me the opera singer leslie garrett had an idea to reintroduce a program we used to have on the radio singing together for children it was introduced mm -hmm. in 1939 at the very beginning of the war to bring together displaced children who were evacuated all over the uk and when I was at school, when I was really quite little in the sort of late 60s, I remember my convent used to have it. The nun would say, OK, we're going to listen to the singing together on the radio. And everybody was singing all over the place. You were singing. And there was this tremendous sense of coming together and then singing a bit like a choir, that feeling of all singing together. And Leslie Garrett, the opera singer, said, well, she's a patron of a dementia music charity. She said, I think we should just get the BBC to reintroduce the Singing Together radio programme, but this time angled at older people who get very lonely and sort of displaced, like the evacuated children, and people with dementia, for whom singing is such a great thing and music is such a great thing. And she and I have sort of been trying a bit without much luck, but in fact, when I saw Mr Meredith and his sing-along, I thought, wow, that's exactly like singing together because he sort of introduces it, doesn't he? And he sings a little bit. And in fact, we can hear a little bit of Mr Meredith as well through the magic of my podcast because he sings a little bit and then there's a pause for everybody in a care home or, you know, you at home with granny or mummy or whoever it is to sing. Uh, so let's have a quick listen to Mr Meredith. We're going to start off with a very simple song where I can sort of teach you how we do it as we go along. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Your turn. The first three notes just happen to be Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti. Let's try it. Yeah, so that's that's great, isn't it? How Fantastic. did you how did you find all these? You know, the chair yoga. There's a very good woman who does that, and you've got Mr. Meredith. How did you find all your people? <laughs> so I found that lady in my house because it's my wife. It's Carolyn Marie who had the idea for oh, okay. the whole My Life the Films project, and yeah. she's a yoga teacher as well right. now. And um, it's wonderful. Some of the um, subscribers have sent us videos of their parents doing the chair yoga and yes. how focused they are and it's 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 like easy movements mm, and it mm. just we all know keeping you know flexible is really yes. important yes and uh, with mr meredith he came through imm which is a great charity intergenerational music making they're called okay and um, we're trying to do more things with them right now and um, they very much believe in using my life tv as a means to reach out to more people in the country because they offer that intergenerational music making they normally would go into care homes and play music with people there. They bring school children in, yes. couldn't do that as well. And so they obviously love the idea that we can deliver their service 
into living rooms, into care of homes course. without physically having to be there. Of course. Yeah, no, t- totally brilliant, isn't it? I mean, that's why I so love this, this whole concept that you've got going. And just so people know, actually, so the individual subscription, you get one month free and then it's £4 a month for up to three devices Yes, um, per yes. household. And, and then you can get a care home subscription, can't you? Which is one month, three and £30 per month for up to 30 devices. And, yes, correct. Um, in a way, that can sort of help you. I know you were given some very good help by a local charity, weren't you, at the beginning of the My Life films, to go back to them. But obviously the My Life TV can presumably sort of help yes. you with your funding of My Life films, which are free. It's a great well, thing exactly. about them. I think one of the learnings I should have sent to you and I never realised when I started all this, is how hard it is to actually run a charity and build it oh, up gosh, and yeah. no, I've sustain to... it. Yeah, really hard work. Year, mm. And we are in year seven. And we wanted to make the original My Life Films documentaries, personalized documentaries for free, because if we were to charge for them, we would exclude 95% yeah. of the population. Yeah. So we said, it doesn't matter. It has to be for free. Even if a millionaire comes along, we invite people to donate afterwards and yes. help to fund the film for the next person, which yes. is a really nice model because people are happy to pass it on once they've seen the benefit for themselves yes. and their family. Uh, but they are quite expensive to do. And, and yes. we had the Richmond Parish Land Charity, a Richmond-based, Southwest London-based charity who made a massive leap of faith when we started and mm. gave us funding for two years because mm. they believed in that project. And without them, we would never have been able to go anywhere. No, you need people um, like that, don't you? Have faith in yes, you. Yes, yes. And, and we had since then Esme Ferber and Big Lottery, City Bridge Trust and many, many more mm. and, um, who, who supported us. But it is not a sustainable model to make expensive personalized documentaries for free forever. Mm. So my life TV, all of a sudden, with this very small subscription of four pounds a month, which is a pint or like a posh coffee, if we get enough subscribers on there, we will be able to sustain that platform. And mm. it's it's not for profit, so we're not. No one is mm. ever making mm. any you know personal benefit from it. But um, if we can create a surplus mm. out of my life TV, it will help us to finance the free films. For people living with dementia and that would be my ultimate dream mm. that we have a sustainable model with small contributions from individuals manages to build this charity even bigger and yeah. my, 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 my ambition my dream was always that anyone in the uk should have a free my life films package mm. which obviously is maybe a little bit too ambitious but why not yes and maybe this is the way to do it think big no. Well, Jörg, I hope everybody listening can realise why I decided I'd do a bonus episode because I thought I don't want to put this to bed again now until sort of September, October. I'd like to talk about it now because it's so fired up my enthusiasm. It got everything that I, you know, am passionate about, the music, the interaction, the intergenerational. I love things where they're quite simple, but then they have sort of unforeseen consequences. It reminded me of one or two other things that I've written about where you just think, yeah, that all works you know, in ways you had no idea, but it sort of just works. I love things like that. So oh, that's great. And no, thanks very much for having us. And, you know, anyone out there, if you just try it out, you exactly. just go on, on the platform, My Life TV, it's one month for free. So if it's not for you, well, just, you know, yeah, don't, 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 don't use it go any, any further. Yeah, exactly. And um, it would be just great, you know, and, and so pleased that you have us on because we need that support and just spreading the word. Yes. Um, people living with dementia, we want to improve their lives. And that's fantastic. It if you certainly does, doesn't it? You can see that. I mean, that's what got me really because it is filmed and it's so obvious to see 
when you look at the families and the people with dementia, just the joy it gives them. So, so thank you. Just once again, repeat your website then. It's My Life Film. Yeah, www.mylifefilms.org. And um, on there you will see My Life TV and as well application process for the normal films. Lovely. And I thought perhaps we might go out with some some of the laughter because you've got a gift of laughter channel. And in fact, there was a lady, wasn't there, Barbara, who quite depressed because she was a widow and often was very down, but this really helped her to lift her mood. You can see why, because it's completely infectious. So thank you, Jorg, and good luck with everything in the future. Thank you very much, Pippa. <laughs> hope you'll agree that it was worth me making this bonus episode. When I discovered My Life Films, I was enthralled by them for so many reasons. Without realising it, as filmmakers and journalists, Jorg Roth and his team have approached dementia in the very best way. They've put those with the condition centre stage, made them the stars of the show and made absolutely sure that the product they provide for them and their families is just what they want, not what other people think they want. Being innovative and astute, in a stroke of genius they've also come up with a shorter version of the film that works for care workers. So much easier, quicker and more effective for busy carers than reading forms about the people in their charge. And then there's My Life TV, a fabulous life-enhancing silver lining to the lockdown. Not content to rest on their laurels, the team came up with another boon for those with dementia and a potential income stream for My Life Films. Jorg and his collaborators have shown the tremendous benefits to be had when creativity meets commercialism and an inspirational, talented and skilled individual decides to turn ideas into reality. The consequences, as Jorg has shown, are many. They are hugely positive and often unforeseen. You can find My Life Films and My Life TV at mylifefilms.org while you can find my blog about Pam Schweitzer's reminiscence work on my website, pippakelly.co.uk, under the blogger tab. And now, unless I come across something else exciting that I simply can't wait to share with you all, that's it until the early autumn, when I'll be back with my fourth series of Well I Know Now. Until then, have a wonderful, healthy, happy, and hopefully very, very sociable summer. And finally, if you've enjoyed listening today, I would be very, very grateful if you would rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform or channel you're listening to it on, as this will help spread the word about the podcast. And then together, perhaps we can further diminish the stigma, increase the knowledge and quash the myths surrounding dementia.